Holiday Moons podcast where we share our love for the holidays with you year-round. This is Sydney, and my topic today will be a conversation about summer memories. This is Beth, and I will be talking about those wonderful summer bees. This is Randy, and I will be beginning a short summer series on the Summer Olympics. So our holiday happenings are in full summer mode right now, even though we talked about how Target has the uh, fall school supplies out in force yeah. and adds to it every day. But everybody else is just living <laughs> their summer life right now. Yeah. Hot, humid summer life. Yes, that's true. Depends on depends on where you live, though, right? Yes. True. That's true. Maybe it's not so hot and humid uh, a little ways up north. Probably a while away. Yeah. Something not summer related but was really awesome for me was that uh, my girlfriend and I, for the first time, went back to a movie theater. First time since uh, coronavirus started. So that yeah. was really awesome to have that again. Masks were not required. You know, the, the caveat being that you're, you're vaccinated. Obviously, they don't ask or uh, check. But, yeah, it was a really good-sized theater and maybe 10 people total. Oh, wow. Okay. But they all sat right next to each other? <laughs> Shared popcorn. No. <laughs> no, it's funny because we had to pick our seats ahead of time. Uh-huh. And oh, it was yeah. a huge empty theater. And we just happened to pick seats that were like three seats away from another group that was sitting there. <laughs> That's so funny. Of course. Because I think it was like 10 rows and we picked like the fifth or sixth one back. Maybe the sixth one back. So it was like it was a good row. And what movie did you see? We went to see Disney's uh, Cruella, which was really good, really recommended. Obviously, everyone knows here on the Holidays Moon podcast that we're big Disney fans. We mention it all the time. So as a big Disney fan, I did really like this movie. It felt like a Disney movie to me, even though it was kind of in the branch of these live-action remakes, even though it's more of a reimagining. That's awesome. Yeah, we haven't gotten to see it yet, so we will have to... Make a point in doing that. I was curious how busy the movie theater was, and I wonder if they will continue to do, if they're only getting 10 people at a time, if they'll continue to do those, um, continue to stay open, or wait for a little while more. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. We mentioned last time that we didn't have our 4th of July plans, and a bunch of the local towns around us hadn't uh, released their plans yet. So this past week, they all did it once. So we got all, all the information, and there's... All the little towns around us, little and bigger, are having 4th of July activities. So we actually had to go through, because Beth will only go to one of them, because she doesn't (laughs) like outside. Summer. uh, Summer. Heat and humidity. So I have to pick one amongst many. So we went through with our friends to decide which one we're going to go to. So we picked one, got tickets, because this one you have to get tickets for because it comes with a meal. Yep. And Made sure Noel could come. Made sure Noel could come, the puppy. And it's on the 4th of July because there's mm-hmm. that's the other thing. They have some on the 2nd of July, the 3rd of July, the 4th of July, and the 5th of July. Yes. So they've it's, staggered them, which yeah. is nice. It yes. is. Which you could go to all of them, which is what my proposal was, <laughs> but that was summarily rejected. It was. As a bad idea. <laughs> so. That was a new. <laughs> yes. But now we have our plans in place. And uh, so by the time this comes out, it'll be after the 4th, but we hope you had a fun and safe. 4th of July as well. That's right. And speaking of puppy, um, yesterday I, well, I had previously gotten this bubble blower that blows like lots and lots of bubbles at once. It's a little pineapple shape <laughs> bubble blower. It's so like it's an electric cute. one. It is. Yeah. And um, yesterday I tried it out with Noelle to see what she thought of it and she really liked it. She did. We were out with friends and we got videos of Noelle playing with her, bu- yeah. with her bubble blower. It was so cute. It was. And next week, before we go to the 4th to celebrate, um, we're planning. We also got a, previously got a kiddie pool. So we're going to see if um, she likes yeah. um, playing in water. Yep, splashing and playing and a little tiny plastic pool for her. So let's see if she enjoys doing that. Little tiny legs that she she had a hard time getting out of. We put her in it just to say, "Hey, this is your new little pool." And she had a little hard time getting out of it. And this is like the smallest. (laughs) Yeah, this is a very small pool. (laughs) She's little. She's so cute. Yes, she's adorable. (laughs) Any other holiday happenings? It's just hot and humid. Yeah. 
It is. We had some really cool mornings this past week. Oh my you goodness. Remember? It was so lovely. Did you forget quickly? <laughs> now, I just know that I knew there were like three mornings in a row where it was just this yes. lovely... Low humidity. Low humidity, low temperature mornings. When I left in the morning, so around six-ish, it was 49 degrees. Mm. Three oh mornings goodness. in a row. And so I would get up, not at six-ish, and get ready and just go out and sit on our back deck for a long time actually sit and drink <laughs> tea sit and drink tea and um and it was just lovely and i tried to appreciate every day that i got to do that i tried to appreciate the fact that at some point this is going to go away and i'm not going to feel it again until october yeah. so i just had to really appreciate it but i did yeah it was surprisingly cool was and lovely. nice on those days yeah definitely even later in the day the humidity was low with which made a big difference. So. It does. Yeah. And speaking of summer, what are some of your favorite summer memories? Now, these can be memories from childhood or as an adult or anything in between. Wow, that's a big space. It is. So <laughs> Especially actually, for okay, older people. And we can, we can even take turns. It can be multiple stories. But for instance, I remember when I was a kid really liking um, going... And visiting the library in the summer because you go from super hot outside to super cool inside mm -hmm. and you just stay and read books and you know check books out and yeah uh, I just remember that being really really fun yeah activity do you remember that Cole no I actually don't remember that that's funny because you guys been, both... I'm a little younger than Sydney is so I may have been a little too young to have some like good memories of but now I do remember going to the library remember it as uh, like a summer memory though yeah you both love to you guys would check out a lot of books mm -hmm. yeah yeah you really like that mm -hmm. what about you mom um when you said summer memories one of the things i remember growing up when i was a kid when i was a little one and probably probably pretty little through at least elementary school maybe a little older is that my mom and my mom's family, um, which means aunts, uncles, cousins, and there were a lot of us, would go to a state park nearby. Mm -hmm. And it had a pool, and it had a stream, and it had picnic tables under trees. And so if you have a bunch of little kids, so me and my cousins, you could just, well, and back then, you could just let us go. Like, mm -hmm. they, adults could sit and talk. And we would just go. We would swim in the pool. We would play in the stream. We, we would amuse ourselves all around there. Um, it wasn't a huge area, but I remember that. And one of my cousins said that they remembered that they would put watermelon in the streams because this, these were cold streams. These were mm. mountain streams. And I think that's what they filled the pool with, too, because it was so <laughs> That's hilarious. Cold. Can you imagine a whole pool on a mountain stream? <laughs> it was so cold. But we didn't care because it was still... It can't be true. It was fun. that would be so cold. Oh, Randy. It was just like... It was, when you would jump in, it was like this shock of ice water. Oh, it was crazy. But like your feet would get numb in a stream. I can't imagine your whole body... Yeah, but we didn't get numb, but it was really cold. So I don't know what they filled it with, but we were always like, oh my goodness. But we still had fun. So yeah. that's that's what really fun memory for me to think about. Mm -hmm. um, I think I remember you saying that you would your mom would bring like lemonade and peanut butter sandwiches or something like that. Yeah, Kool-Aid. Yeah, Kool-Aid, yeah. Kool-Aid, that was with cousins and, and my grandparents and aunts and uncles and stuff. But sometimes, a lot of times, we would just go. Mom and my mm. brothers and I would just go. Oh. And she would just take, yeah, Kool-Aid, peanut butter sandwiches. And we'd go up to the thing. And my brothers and I would just play up there for um, hours on end. And if we mm. got hungry, we did not go to the concession stand. We had our <laughs> peanut butter sandwiches <laughs> and our Kool-Aid. That's right. But we didn't care because it was so fun and it was something to do. So, yeah. But we, I have a lot of good memories of being up there. It that was could be that you had Flavor Aid, not Kool Aid. That's true. That's true. <laughs> the general one. That's right. Who knows? But it was, it was a lot of fun. It was, a, it's a really good memory. That's really, really fun. Yeah. yeah. I forget what it was. Reed's Gap. Reed's Gap State Park is what it was called. I don't know if they even, if they even have the pool up there anymore. I don't know. That was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> what were you, Cole or Dad? 
You know, I think that, because I, I was thinking about it, I was like, I wasn't remembering any specific summer memories. And then I thought, um, I remember a lot of times during the summer, not during the summer too, but mostly during the summer, going over, there was a buddy of mine um, who had like a really big house. And I'd go over to his place all the time, and his dad had like these massive bonfires. Yeah, mm-hmm. Massive bonfires and like bootleg fireworks that he got from like brought from Kentucky over and was like you know launched them. They, and they were huge, huge fireworks. Because you know I'm I'm not gonna name anyone for uh, you know the sake of, of that. But I remember um, yeah he had a huge house. He had you know all these Nerf guns and it usually be like I don't know between like six and 10 to 12 of us boys just hanging out uh, and going, like we'd go outside at night and just play, uh, you know, either um, like Nerf guns or like zombie tag or, you know, anything like that. Uh, We'd eat, you know, like hot dogs and pizza outside during the summer. It was just a really good time to hang out with like a good group of, like a good big group of people. Yeah. Um, the nice thing about that, too, is that their house, he had a lot of land and it. There weren't, it wasn't like a ton of trees. So that's like a really good place yeah. to set off fireworks exactly. and have a huge bonfire. Exactly. So it was a lot of, it was a wide expanse of really clear land. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, and the guy, we would just even just hang out like the two of us. We were really close friends. But um, and I, I still keep in contact with him. But I remember it was just like, uh, yeah, no, that was, that's, I, I'd say that's one of my best summer summer memories. Yeah, that's a good going one. over and hanging out at uh, hanging out at his place. And it wasn't always, uh, it wasn't all outside. Usually, we try to go outside when it was a little uh, cooler in the day, not in the heat of the day. But you know, we were like fourteen. So if we were all like, let's go outside, even if it was in the heat of the day, you know. Yeah, exactly. And you don't care at that age. A lot of times it's like, Yeah, high mentality uh, and high, you know, energy at that point. So I think, yeah, I think that's one of my best summer memories. Who are you, Dad? I have so many. (laughs) (laughs) You know, looking back on it, I had like the best childhood because we lived in a different time when it was perfectly fine for kids just to go off and roam right. for miles and miles and it to yeah. be perfectly safe. Um, yeah. And we lived in places that there were just tons of kids and we, you know, you get along with most of them. Sometimes you don't get along with all of them. But, you know, for in general, you know, you could do things in groups or in pairs or whatever and it was perfectly fine. So there's the, uh, the phase when I was pre, uh, basically second grade and earlier when we lived in Ohio. And we lived in the subdivision there. And then there was uh, Pennsylvania phases when I was a kid, third grade and on. In Ohio, when I was littler, I remember just riding bikes uh, everywhere when we were kids. We used to go off to the woods. And there was a, like, we called it a ghost town. But there was basically a little town that was just um, abandoned at some point. And trees grew up around it. Um, you know, huge trees. So it was abandoned a, a long time ago. We would explore that. And and do pretend back there and we'd get in trouble every time we'd go there because it was there was glass everywhere and nails everywhere you know but you know what does trouble really mean don't go there again you know that that was kind of what it was (laughs) that wasn't what it was for you (laughs) (laughs) Um, well we went back so uh and and i remember um one time we went we weren't allowed to cross this busy road so my brothers and i uh, i think there may have been one other person with us um our parents were out somewhere, so we decided to to go against the rules, cross across the road in order to get to something like a Seven Eleven. I don't know if it was actually a Seven Eleven, but it was something like that, and that was the candy jackpot. So we all had money, like to buy candy. So we bought like a ton of candy, just like bag, huge bags, paper bags of candy. Can you imagine the cashier? Oh my gosh! Like just yeah. laughing at all these little yeah. kids. Yeah, and I must have been first grade. Yeah, like so I think kindergarten, first grade. So, uh, and then my brothers were a couple years older. So, um, so that we, we went across the street and um, we were at, uh, on the, the median um, uh, just next to the road with our bags, kind of just The median stand- or the end? Well, that, like the, 
I don't know what you call it, the edge of the road. Okay, the shoulder. Yeah, and um, we were holding our bags, and we saw our parents drive by, and they were going pretty fast, like 45, but my mom's eye <laughs> caught us, and she was going by, and we were like, oh, no. So we, we like, avoided going home as long as we possibly could, and ate as much of the candy as we could. We thought we'd have, like, you know, a while to eat all this candy, because right. candy back then was super sugary, you know, it was, like... It Some lost it its flavor pretty sugar. quickly. Yeah. yeah. And um, so we avoided going home, but we got into a lot of trouble. And what we, I found out later was that place was not a safe place to go. Okay. It was like during the early 70s, late 60s, ah. or early 70s. Well, early 70s. So it's kind of like a hippie place. And there would be like marijuana deals kind of going on in the back and all this kind of stuff at the time. That was uh, probably not the best place for like a first grader and a couple no. third graders to go <laughs> on their own. I think so, this is a candy jackpot place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. But, you know, it didn't deter us from doing other things, you know, just riding around our bikes. And then in the Pennsylvania years, I remember so many, so many nights where like four or five, six of us would just uh, sleep out uh, outside overnight. And that literally was a sleeping bag and a pillow, <laughs> flashlight, and maybe some snacks. There's no tents. Yeah. There's no, it was just laying down on the ground. And sleeping like that. And we, what we would do is we'd get ready for bed. So whatever parent might be watching us would think, okay, we're going to bed. And as soon as it got dark, we would just leave. We would go walking. <laughs> we would go walking on train tracks. We'd go over oh trestle gosh. bridges. We'd go. I mean, we must have walked 15 miles just all over the place. To like, there was a Howard Johnson's that was always open. Um, so we would go to the Howard Johnson's and get, like, get a, a milkshake. You know, because we were probably middle school age. Late, late junior high or late uh, elementary school, middle school kind of age. As a mother, I'm just going, oh my goodness. <laughs> it was so much fun. And we would play like these huge kickball games. Uh, in we the would, dark? And during the day. And then at night we played this game called Ghost in the Graveyard. And it would be like this massive 20-person game across the whole neighborhood. Because, of course, the neighborhood kids would also probably yes. yeah, do the same oh, thing. Oh, and we just did so many bad things. Like things that, like I don't... I wouldn't even get into all the bad things we would do. But nothing like that was horrible bad. But just it was a, a lot of stuff that probably parents, uh, if they had known, would not have been happy about. Right. But growing up, I think one of the major summer activities I always remember is reunions uh, with our yeah. families. Mm -hmm. So we would have what we called Bunkies reunion, which was my mom's dad and kind of the branch of people that kind of went from that marriage down. So it was uh, my mom's sister and her side of the family, um, some of my grandfather's siblings and um, people connected to him and and because uh, some older aunts that's on the Italian side and um, then uh, my side of the family. So there was 25, 30 people-ish when you started to add grandkids and great grandkids and all that kind of thing. Um, but it was so much fun. We would have, um, it was really just time to hang out and we would do games for the kids and things like that. But that really, was from the time we moved to Pennsylvania in 72-ish, I guess it would have been, all the way through my college years, actually. So it went on for a long time. I was, just, I was thinking, I think I've gone to, I don't, Bunky wasn't alive, but I think I went, I attended some Bunky reunions. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yep, yep I had pictures of different girlfriend phases that I went through. Um, Lovely. For me, for yeah. me and my, and my uh, brothers, yeah. that they went through as well. So just, just tons of fun Summer. I remember going to lakes when I was a little kid with neighbors. They would, I kind of bugged them. I was friends with them, their kids, but um, you know, I would kind of hang out when they were going to the lake, <laughs> hoping they might invite me. And sometimes they did. So I, it was like, sweet, sweet. Sometimes it worked. So yes, just lots of great summer memories. Very How about fun. you, Sydney? Um, so I had mentioned the library, but um, now you were raised with a parent, i.e., me who was not thrilled with summer weather. Yeah. So, when what, you were little, though, I did a lot of stuff outside with you anyway. What about camps? True, yes. So, we did go to camps. The first camp I went to had no running water, had a, had three porta potties <laughs> No, had porta potties and I think three showers between, like, 60 to 70-something kids. Yeah, good it, learning experience. It was the first time <laughs> that it had opened after a long time of being not open. Yeah, like... Yeah, that uh, that really stuck with you today. Yeah, yeah, it really did. In fact, I remember 
In fact, a friend of mine and Cole's was like sleeping next to me. And um, I remember back then I woke up, I think it was like the second day or second morning. I was like, you know, I, I think I said something like I can decide to be happy or just be miserable <laughs> during this whole thing. And so I decided to be happy. Yeah. So yeah. you guys made a lot of friends yeah. through that first camp. That was a huge bonding experience for you guys. Yeah. You, it ended up yeah. being a really close group of kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Thanks to that. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember looking at mom like, you're not going to leave me, right? And then I went over to Randy and said, are we really going to leave her here? Leave <laughs> them. Yeah, but Sydney was, Cole was fine. Yeah. Cole, but before we left, Cole was swimming in the pond. With people, but Sydney was standing there with her big brown eyes, looking at me, going, "Are you gonna leave me here? You're not leaving me here, are you, Mom?" And I'm like, "Hold on." So everyone was like, "Randy, are we really gonna leave her here?" And Randy was like, "Yep." So I went over. I was like, "Sweetie, we are." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I I do have a lot of really good memories from because we kept going. Well, I kept going back to that camp year after year. I went, yeah, um, for a number of years. It's basically through high school. And yeah. then, yeah, they don't, they didn't have anything like that for the college-age kids. But, like, middle school, high school, it was for those. But once it was done, I think for two years, I came back as a volunteer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You volunteer right. leader, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because you were yeah, a volunteer, right. yeah, leader. Yeah, you're right. So, kind of, this camp didn't really have counselors. Kind of like a camp counselor, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, I do, like, have memories and moments right so i remember at camp i i remember like whenever i hear a fan so i like have a fan at my desk that's constantly on when i'm in the office and um i remember like laying on a bed at camp with the fans going and hearing that noise and it just being like really peaceful mm-hmm. so that's kind like a really noise. yeah peaceful moment for me usually they would let me because i'm an introvert and I would, um, it was just a lot of time with everybody. I would um, be allowed to, like, go to my... Your, like, bed area or whatever yeah, by yourself. Yeah, like, read for a half an hour yeah, or something. Yeah, So that's, that, that is a really fun memory. Yeah. Summer memory that yeah. I have. And I remember um, at night, like, sneaking out of the cabin to, like, with some of the boys. And I don't even remember what we did. I think we just hung out. Like, there wasn't much point to it. I remember we did... It was camp, so we did pranks on each other a lot. Yeah. That was encouraged by the leaders. Yeah, one leader in particular. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. I do remember when you guys were little, though, we did a lot of things. Like, I remember giving you little pails of water and paintbrushes, and you'd go paint rocks. Oh, yeah. And I remember chalk, Mm -hmm. sidewalk chalk. You'd go out and do a lot of sidewalk chalk in the front yard. and. We did the sprinklers where they could run through the sprinklers a lot when they were little. Yep, we did. We did some kickball. Mm-hmm. Um, we did. Some, we did different things. Yeah, if you if you think about your years like at Percival before we moved to this home and, and places like that, there there was a lot of kids in Percival yeah. that you guys played outside with as well. Yeah, I actually remember going to a park and there was a nice um, playground area yep. and playing with kids and yeah, absolutely. Um, I think like a pool. And Franklin like Park, Franklin, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. 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 In, in the Percival area, so yeah, mm-hmm. a little, a lot of great little places. I I went to a camp when I was a kid, which is why I really wanted you guys to go to camp mm-hmm. because it is a little bit of a learning experience, right? To kind of yeah. be away, and then it's a little more rustic, um, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So I did not always enjoy the camp experience at the time, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I enjoy the having that experience because there were things that bonded me to people, or I learned mm-hmm. about myself, um, those okay. kind of things. So a lot of good fun summer memories, mm-hmm. um, although they're not all positive well, <laughs> in it, that area. That's like, um, it's a, you said about learning and growing, right? Yeah. That was a huge learning curve for Sydney when she said, okay, I have a week of this. Either yeah. I can be miserable the whole week or I can decide I'm going to have fun. And she yeah. decided to have fun. That's a huge maturity yeah, thing. Growth thing, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, and it's funny because the, the friend that was laying next to me, she actually remembers that too. Yeah. So that was really funny. Um, and something I also remember in cabins that I hated were bees. <laughs> you do hate bees. I do hate and bees. bees are so great. They're so awesome. Uh, At least okay. I think they're awesome. Let's let's see if Beth thinks they're awesome. I was going to say. Bees are so fun. Haven't you seen the bee movie? Yeah, that's right. That's right. They're so friendly and can talk. <laughs> 
Yeah, one of the things when I think about summer, one of the things I think about is that Sydney hates bees. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to, I used, I remember saying a lot of times, Sydney, they're not after you. They're not going to chase you down. Yes, they were. Just ignore <laughs> them and walk away. You're dive bombing me. <laughs> and she, she um, always thought there was malicious intent in yes. that tiny little yes. bee brain. Yes. But um, bees, wasps, flies, these are summer nuisances. Well, the bees, not as much. Wasps, Ugh. yes. Yes. They're like just mean. Yeah. Flies, hornets. Uh, hornets. Yeah. But bees are very interesting. And it's, it's funny because I was looking at how to identify a bee, and it cracked me up. It's like, okay, so you can identify bees. By their long, slender antenna, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they have four wings, a distinctly separated thorax and abdomen, eyes on the side of the head, and pollen collecting hairs on their legs and belly. Okay, it's flying at you. Are you going to go, wait, are those slender antenna? Wait, are the thorax, is that distinctly separated? Are there hairs on those legs? No, you're just going to swat at it and run <laughs> if it's truly trying to get you. Yeah. But it made me laugh. I'm like, okay, I guess if you can have the all that information in your head and you see one flying towards you, you can see if it's, if it's a bee. one of those movie moments when the time slows down. That would be And you could helpful. see things clearly. Right. Yeah, because that happens a lot. <laughs> it's like the flash. Yeah. Like you can stop everything, go around it, check it out. Well, native bees, interestingly, are considered a keystone species, mm-hmm. which means they're central to an ecosystem and the survival of other species depends on them. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. The basic lifestyle of native bees is they go through a complete metamorphosis from egg to larva to pupa to adult. So unlike butterflies and moths, the larvae stay in the nest over the winter, emerging as a full-grown adult in the spring or summer. I did not realize that. The majority of native bees are solitary, and I really didn't realize this either, which means the female constructs the nest and provides for it on her own. So it's not a colony. It's not Mm -hmm. a group. Bumblebees, on the other hand, live in a colony with a division of labor. So, as I was looking through this stuff, I was like, this is just an interesting group of... This is interesting information. There you go. (laughs) Just in general. So, we're going to find out how much you guys know about bees by doing a bee quiz. And I'm going to keep track of the points. And we have not studied for this bee quiz. You have not. You've heard what everyone else has heard. So, after I... Really, we're aiming for about 80 out of 100 here. Almost like a... B. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we want to be you. That's so funny. I looked at a bunch of different quizzes and settled on one from the EmpressOfDirt.net. <laughs> oh yeah, she's a really good one. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of them had some some different things. I'm like, we don't care about that, or that's really specific, like for one little thing. So here we go. I'm gonna pause after each one. So pause. When you're done, that way if the listener wants to pause and answer it for themselves before we go on, they can do that. How many different species of bees are there? 200, 2,000, 20,000. I'm going to go B, middle, middle ground. <laughs> okay, Sydney's going to go B on the B quiz. So she's going to go 2,000. They all sounded too high to me, so... I know. I was thinking I'm going to go... <laughs> But I'm going to go with B because it's, you know, about bees. Okay. Cole? Uh, okay. I'm thinking, because I think that you guys are thinking, um, like, you're locked into, like, bees being, like, maybe, like, a U.S. thing. There are a lot of bees internationally, too. I'm going to go 20,000 because there are a lot of different species of bees, like, in Asia and Africa. Okay. Cole is correct. 20,000 20, species. species of what? bees. Here are some numbers for you. For some countries, not all, but some. There are approximately 800 native bee species in Canada. The United States has 4,000. Wow. Some of these overlap. 
Australia has about 1,500, which is, makes me laugh because I'm thinking they should, I would assume they had like 15,000. And Great right. Britain, because <laughs> it's Australia, Great Britain has 250. So that's just some countries. But there are, you're right, Cole, there are a lot out there. Okay, next one. Of these 20,000 species, where do most bees nest? A, in the ground. B, inside flowers. C, on tree branches. Or D, in honeycombs. I will say in the ground. Okay, Sydney says A, in the ground. Oh, wait, who, who got that right? Cole. Okay, got, had to give him a point. Okay. I'm going, you know, based on my, what I know about bees from Winnie the Pooh, I would say tree branches, but I'm going to say ground. Okay. Yeah, cool. I'm going to go ground, too. I think it makes the most sense. You are all correct. It is ground. The majority of bees are what we call solitary bees, and they nest in small openings, often just an inch deep on the ground, in soil, sand, and other crevices. So, be careful walking <laughs> in bare feet out there. That would also make sense, too, why it's maybe not as known that there's that many different kinds of bees. Because yeah. if they all were nesting in higher areas, I feel like, I don't know, they'd be, be over visible. Yeah. Yeah. They can also nest in hollow stems, abandoned beetle tunny. Beetle tunnies. <laughs> they got some, uh, if they see a beetle tunny, that's a little bee. <laughs> they also nest in hollow stems, abandoned beetle tunnels, or cavities in wood. Okay, moving on to the next one. How many species of honeybees are there? A7. B, 700. C, 7,000. Well, based on the last thing, I'm going to go with 7,000 since there's a bazillion bees out there. Same. Cole? What are the options? A is 7, B is 700, C is 7,000. 7. Okay. Cole is like the bee specialist. What? There's only 7? Seven? 7. 7 species of honeybees. Of the 20,000 bee species, here are some of the main families. Seven species of honeybees, and there are 44 subspecies, but that doesn't get you anywhere close to the 700, which is the next one. You will find honeybees everywhere except the North Pole and Antarctica. Wow. Honey is produced... Wait, everywhere except the North Pole and Antarctica? Yes. You will find... Even space? Yep, even in space. Yeah, yeah. even in space. <laughs> Moonbees? You will find honey produced by some species of both wild and domesticated bees. I just have to say that, that this is hard to believe. <laughs> there are 250 bumblebee species. You will find them on all continents except Australia and Antarctica. Hmm. So Australia doesn't have bumblebees. That's crazy. It is crazy. There are 500 to 600 stingless bee species. I said big fan of that. Yeah, that's right. They are in South America, Africa, and other tropical regions. That's where they are. And then 18 plus solitary bee species, which is 90% of them, everywhere except the North Pole and Antarctica again. Hmm. Well, there you go. All right. Next, what is the most common species of honeybee? A, the cowboy honeybee. B, the western honeybee. C, the pollen honeybee. Hmm. <laughs> okay, I want it to be A, the I cowboy, know. <laughs> cowboy honeybee. That would be so cool. Yeah. Get that it? would be fun. I'm going to go with the B answer here, the western honeybee. Okay. I'm picking cowboy. Oh, you're doing cowboy. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. picking pollen. You're going okay. Three different ones. Cole is correct. <laughs> <laughs> I think I feel like Cole knows so much about bees. We didn't know he knew all this. I know. Yeah. I've watched the bee movie so many times, <laughs> and it definitely contains all of this knowledge. Right. <laughs> all of this information. It is a, ridiculous. It is a documentary. <laughs> yep. The western honeybee, also known as the European honeybee, is the most common species of honeybee and one of the first domesticated insects. This is the domesticated bee that many beekeepers keep. Hmm. The cowboy honeybee and pollen honeybee are made up names. Ah! Oh. 
what? <laughs> Both of them. Wow. So, fail. <laughs> thousands of years ago, beekeepers in North Africa used pottery vessels to obtain honey. Bees and beekeeping are also depicted in Egyptian art dating back 4,500 years. Wow. Today, the western honeybee is an important pollinator for agriculture around the world. And that makes me think of um, Disney. It makes me think of... Uh, yes. I, when Living I in the land. That, yeah, it's like, today, the western honeybee is an important pollinator for agriculture around the world. <laughs> Overall, the most common bee of any type in North America is the sweat bee. A small, solitary bee often mistaken as a wasp or a fly... And they're nasty. I don't like them. Okay. Next. This is a true or false. Bumblebees do not sting. True or false? True. False. I'm going with Cole. False. <laughs> it's false. <laughs> Good answer. So, only female bumblebees can sting, not the males. So, when I was growing up, I always heard the white-faced bumblebees won't sting you. So... That was just something I, my mom always said growing up. What well, turns out, the males have a white spot on their face, which helps identify them when they come close. And they can try to get you away from areas by kind of flying at you. But if it's a white face, it, they can't sting. They don't have a stinger. They can they just, say hurtful things to make you go away? Um, well, they, their words might sting. <laughs> I don't know. I've never, I don't know bee language. But the most common reason for stinging is a perceived threat against the nest. So, if a bee's being aggressive, back off. Don't threaten their resources and don't swat at them. Although, if they are really bugging me, I do swat them. I shouldn't, I guess. Unlike some bees, the female bumblebee can sting more than once. Oh. Yeah, like honeybees, you always hear, oh, they'll, if they sting you, they'll die. Yeah. Right? And yeah. that's true. Okay. But um, but not bumblebees. <laughs> yeah, bumblebees have a, have a... Yeah. So, next question. The female bee's stinger is located A, in the mouth, B, on the front legs, C, at the lower tip of the abdomen. C. At the lower tip of the abdomen. C. Yep, you're all correct. C. I feel like that was a a guinea kind of question. Well, the stinger is true. It is. The stinger on bees is located at the lower tip of the abdomen on the underbelly. The stinger, and I didn't have any knowledge of this, is a modified egg-laying organ, which is used to inject the eggs into their intended home, which is the cell of their baby nursery, you'd call it. And males don't have this body part. Many bee species die after stinging, so they avoid it when possible, as we were talking about earlier. Okay, next one. What color can bees not see? A, blue, B, red, C, green. They cannot see blue, red, or green, is that what you said? Yes. I'm going to go with they can't see green. Okay. So, I believe that red-green colorblindness makes everything seem green. So, I'm going to say they can't see red. I'm going to also say that they can't see red. Yeah, that was my guess as well. That is correct. Which one? Red. Red. And I was surprised because there's so many red flowers, right? Mm -hmm. So, I would have thought that that would attract them to them, that, that color. But bees cannot perceive the red end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. But unlike us, they can see ultraviolet light. Right. Because of this, they see the world as more blue and purple than we do. The two main eyes see movement, and the additional three smaller eyes on the forehead detect the intensity of light. Hmm. Interesting. I know. This is been super a- neat. Um, if you didn't know, I think I think we learned this, Mom, that uh, praying mantises have the same, have a third eye on the back of their head. Yeah, it's crazy to think about. All right, um, next to last question. What common insect eats bees? A, beetles. B, dragonflies. C, ladybugs. I would have never guessed any of them. Dragonfly, I would guess. Dragonfly. I'll go with beetle, but it's probably dragonfly. Wait, hold on. Are you talking about bees or bee larvae? It says bees. Okay, I'm, I'm sticking with dragonfly then. You're going to stick with beetles? Yeah. Okay. It is dragonflies, bee. So weird. Yes. So, <clears throat> while they're more likely to catch flies, gnats, and mosquitoes, dragonflies also eat bees. 
one of a dragonfly's tricks is to catch the prey in flight, grabbing them with their hairy legs. <laughs> Spiders also eat bees, but they're arachnids and not insects. Right. Finally, the last question on the quiz, and this is the kind of give it to you. Is this one worth 10? The final bonus question? No. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sure, sure. It's worth 10. Okay. Okay. Why do queen bees live longer than other bees in the hive? A, because they practice positive thinking. <laughs> B, because they have a glass of wine with dinner each night. Or C, because they're fed more than the other bees. A. <laughs> well, I feel like it's the last question, so the last one should end on a B, but I'm going to say it's because they're fed more. That's probably the right answer, but I want it to be C. I mean, B. <laughs> the glass of wine. Yeah. Okay. This is kind of a throwaway question. We all know it's because they're fed more. Yeah. The bees that become queens actually have the same DNA as the other bees in the hive. The difference is good nutrition. The larvae chosen to become queens are given extra rations of nutritious royal jelly secreted by the worker bees, and this allows their reproductive organs to fully develop. The queen bee becomes significantly larger than the other bees and can survive years longer. Something else interesting when a new queen honeybee emerges from her cell in the baby nursery, she takes flight with the sole purpose of mating. In some cases during this first trip out in the world, the queen will receive sperm from dozens of male bees. With the sperm safely stored, the queen returns to the hive for the rest of her life unless crowded conditions induce swarming and the relocation to a new hive. That one time outside might just be her only flight. From that day forth, she's laying eggs for future generations. Interesting. So there can be more than one queen bee. But yes, but they they go out and form their own hive. Okay. There aren't two queen bees in one hive. Okay. There's a one queen. Gotcha, gotcha. So that was it. That was the quiz. I won't say by how much Cole won, <laughs> but it was a landslide. Yeah. Good, Good job, Cole. Cole. Good job. I got my bee knowledge. Yeah. Yep. Good job. I guessed a lot of that. Well, that was very fun knowledge. Um, I'm going to cover a little bit of the Olympic Summer Olympics today. So what do you guys think of when you think of Summer Olympics? Swimming, fencing, diving, things okay. like that. Okay. The five rings and swimming. And swimming. Oh, interesting. Okay. What about you, Cole? What do you think of just in general? Any any topic related to the um, Summer Olympics? Well, I have a memory related to the Summer Olympics. First sure. thing that popped in my head, I remember being at a family reunion and listening over here a couple of relatives that I don't really know talking about how the judges got things wrong because they saw they saw who really touched the thing first. <laughs> That's so funny. That sounds like something to overhear at a reunion. <laughs> yeah, it was. Because it was a, it was a swimming competition and it was one of those like things where, you know, you the swimmers hit the sensor and it goes down to like a one millionth of a second to detect who touched it first. And then they were like, they just gave it to Michael Phelps because he was going for a record. <laughs> I first. Yeah, even though that those pads are electric and determine it without a judge's view. So. Right. Yeah. So the rest of the world just agreed yeah. that Michael Phelps should get that record. It's funny. I remember that vividly. I was not old at the time, but I remember thinking that that was ridiculous as like, I don't know, a 15-year-old yeah well that's a good job on your part to uh, yeah. think critically yeah yeah i well, think that's of, what i think of when i think of summer games <laughs> that's funny so summer olympics are track and field the swimming it's the what else did you guys mention um is there a caber toss that would be awesome if there was a caber toss it would, but no, that's that would be scottish, the scottish that would be games, a scottish yes. game that's right all those outside activities uh do you know where the summer olympics are this year no no. Cool. Uh, Summer Olympics. It's not Tokyo, is it? Yes, it is Tokyo. So the Tokyo, Summer okay. o- Olympics are in Tokyo this year. And this year, the Tokyo Summer Olympics begin on July 23rd, 2021 and end on August 8th. 
So basically a couple weeks of activities. And right now, just now, the trials are happening to figure out who are going to be the teams from all over the world to go to the Olympics. So um, those are happening as we're recording these. And so we're just really now hearing more about the Olympics. I kind of follow the Olympics, so I followed them as they went through the whole COVID thing because they actually were supposed to be last summer. I was 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Because the Summer Olympics and the Winter Olympics are every four years on the even years, but they are two years separated. So you have a Summer Olympics and a Winter Olympics every two years, and then the Summer Olympics are separated by four years, right? So then the next Winter Olympics will be next year instead of two years from now Mm. because of the COVID thing delayed the Olympics last year in Tokyo. But Tokyo continued to prepare for them, and now we're going to have a kickoff on July 23rd. So Yeah, and I, I think that's why I was, like, hesitant to say Tokyo, because I had, like, I knew that I had heard a lot about it, but I was like, was that the last one? Because I'd heard a lot about it before COVID. Mm-hmm. So yes. I couldn't remember. Yeah. Yeah, I think that people are not as focused on it this year because it did go through that thing where it... Um, you know, it was supposed to be last year. It didn't happen. Now it's this year. So I think now things are starting to, to gear up. You know, as a lot of times when a city has an Olympics, they build new infrastructure to handle the events and then the housing of all the Olympic people and personnel involved. So there's over 40 different places that the games will be held. The majority are in and around Tokyo. Some events like soccer, baseball, softball are a little further out. But there's two main areas in Tokyo, the Heritage Zone, which actually makes use of the city's 1964 games, which is the last time Tokyo had the Summer Olympics. And then a newly developed Tokyo Bay Zone, where they'll be having some events as well. Uh, The ticket prices are interesting. The ticket prices can range from $40 for like a beach volleyball preliminary event, or just over $1,100 for a single ticket for the track and field medal competition. So depending on which event you're going to, a preliminary or a final event, the prices will vary greatly. And they actually do some packages that start around 4,800 with travel, up to 19,000 per person to see particular events. Yeah, so it can be costly to go to Olympics if you don't live there to travel directly there. So, you know, you think of the crowd-pleasing events like gymnastics, swimming, track, those kind of things. Soccer is pretty popular because it's a popular um, activity around the world. Tennis is popular. Volleyball is popular. Those are kind of the events I know that I'm familiar with and am excited about. There are some, well, there is one country that won't be participating in this year's Olympics. There are 205 countries recognized as being allowed to go to the Olympics, but Russia was banned from this Olympic Games due to the uh, anti-doping policy and them violating that policy. Although they're they're appealing it, but they um, right now are banned. So there won't be the Russian competition we normally see, but there will be a pretty big competition with the Chinese because often the big countries, Russia, China, and the United States are competing for the total number of Olympic medals at the end. I forgot about gymnastics. That was one of the things that we always like to watch. Gymnastics, tennis. Yep. So they do have a mascot. Every time an Olympic event is held, they have a mascot. You can imagine for Japan, you know, where they have the cute culture, that that mascot's going to follow that. So this year's mascot is called... Can I guess? Is it Hello Kitty? (laughs) It's not Hello Kitty. That would be hilarious (laughs) if they just reused Hello Kitty. (laughs) Plus we have all that stuff already. I know. Uh, they have this adorable anime style, Maritawa, a big-eared, wide-eyed, blue-and-white checked figure whose name combines the Japanese words for future and eternity. So I have a picture of it. You do. Here. It's the blue-and-white one. I think the there's a girl one, I don't know what her name is, that's pink and white. I think mm-hmm. they kind of go together, but the official one is the blue-and-white one. Oh, He's like a, he almost looks like a... A little bit like Sonic, without the the frizzy hair, long, bigger ears. Mm-hmm. Maybe body, like a Pikachu-ish kind of thing. Yeah. Um, oh, I see. He kind of has like the uh, like the checker. Yeah. You know, 
exactly. decline kind of uh, pattern on him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, they will be allowing some spectators at the events, uh, but for us in the United States that are back here watching it, there's a couple ways to watch. One is on NBC. You know, they're given the time difference. That's the other problem with the Olympics sometimes is you see the event or you hear about the event and the results before you actually get to see it on TV, right? And they've tried different ways to kind of help that out, but I think they've just come to terms that it is what it is and, you know, you just have to watch what you choose to watch. But NBC is broadcasting the Olympics this year and they are going to have some live streaming on their Peacock service this year. So that's all I'm going to cover this week. Next week I want to cover some of the specific events, some of the new events, and some of the stories to watch as well. So we'll um, begin that next week. But for now, we will switch over to our future festivities. Our future festivities are for the week of July 12th. July 12th is National Simplicity Day. July 13th is National French Fry Day. July 14th is Bastille Day. July 15th, National Gummy Worm Day. July 16th, World Snake Day. July 17th, World Emoji Day. And July 18th, National Ice Cream Day. Silver Cole. Sydney. Beth. And Randy. Happy Happy Summer. Summer!